This is Wrestling for the Faith. Wrestling for the Faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey. And I'm the coach. And it's just us today. No wives. Yeah. They they must have. Well, I'll tell you what it is. They got what they wanted. That's it. They got their cruise booked, and and now they've left us behind. And and they're probably going to leave us behind with the. Uh, probably going to leave us behind on the cruise. They're probably going to try to figure out a way to make sure that they can go by themselves, and we get stuck at home with the kids. Uh yeah. <laughs> I think that was the plan the whole time. Oh man, they're not here. For this one, yeah. Now, I'm I'm sure they John has been talking about cruises for years, and and I, I kind of blow it off just joking around, uh, but we've never actually been so close to to doing one. I I do think it was hilarious last week because we just you know they were sitting at the table trying to pull up you know each of them had a computer in front of them trying to pull up the cruise and yeah and trying to get in there their cruise account to sign up with all this junk and blah, 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 and all this stuff that's above our pay grade, you know? And, uh, and then we just sat down and hit record. <laughs> I've had, I've had some pretty good feedback on that. People laughing and, and saying that it was just hilarious that we just caught them off guard and just started <laughs> in the middle of uh, what they were doing. And, I enjoyed that. I thought it was. I thought it was unique. Yes, it's just everyday marriage life for us. Yeah, it is. And and like we talked about, if we don't aggravate our wives, they would think we didn't like them. Right. <laughs> don't let them fool you. They aggravate us too. So it's not. That's a. Oh yeah, they're not. They're not perfect by uh, any yeah. means. They don't go thinking we just wants to instigate the stuff. <laughs> well, sometimes we are. Yeah, most of the time it's us, but not always. But it's fun. It's fun. It is. I, and, you know, I, I joke around. I said it last week. I, I always joke around with John and say, you know, it, it, you're just so cute. You're just so sexy whenever you uh, whenever you get mad, that little <laughs> flustered look on your face. So, And I, I've heard a lot of men say that, oh, my wife is just so cute, when, and women hate it. Yeah, and so that makes us want to aggravate them even more. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, if you can't aggravate your spouse, I mean, what do you have? What kind of marriage do you actually have? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're here all alone, and we're just going to be digging into the word and and discussion discussing, you know, our relationship with the Lord, our. Um, you know what it means to be discipled and to grow, yeah. In in the ways of the Lord, and you had some scripture uh, on your heart. Uh, I'll go ahead and let you read that, and then we'll just see where the Lord takes us. I just woke up this morning. We talked a few days ago about what we might. Of course, this is always the Spirit always leads this, but He always gives us things in advance too. I think mm-hmm. so. My heart was discipleship and relationship how important it is to have that relationship. Because you need to have a relationship with the Lord before you can disciple, right? Yes. You need to know the Word, first of all, before you can help somebody else grow right? plant them seeds, right? And so I, in Matthew 13, it talks, it gives the parable of the seeds, you know, falling by the wayside. Mm-hmm. 
And I'll just read a little bit. You can stop me. <clears throat> you know, whatever you feel that to do. I'm going to start in verse 3. So Matthew 13, 3. It says, Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some, some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And come fell among thorns, and some fell, fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundred fold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll stop right there. Yeah, so, and <clears throat> we'll go. It's these uh, verses I've I've repeatedly throughout my Christian walk looked over, and I can you can see. Sadly, you can see those people. We all have people who, you know, we've been in church with or, or close friends of ours who, you know, they have, they've come to the Lord. Yes. Or seemingly come to the Lord and have a desire for him and, and they have a fire for for a little bit. And then when they go back to their normal life, go back to jobs, go back, uh, maybe get back around other friends, yeah. whatever, you know, that fire starts to wane and then you see them just disappear off into the sunset. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, you, you reach out to them or whatever and you, you know, they no longer really, Oh, well, I've, I've got this going on. I, you know, I didn't make it to church or I, Oh, well, you know, I, I'm just going through this and, you know, all kinds of sad to say excuses yeah, for what's going on. And, you know, then there's, there's the some who, you know, they, they've got a fire for the Lord and then persecution and, and the attacks of the enemy come their way. And, you know, they just, they let it get them down. And that's one big thing that we talk about a lot is if you're a believer, you're always going to have attacks. Yeah. The enemy is going to be, he's going to be firing for you. And so we've got to expect that. And we've got to have our own personal relationship with the Lord uh, so that we can, we can discern when attacks and temptations are coming mm-hmm. and so that we can, uh, so that we know uh, to rest in the Lord to fight these battles for us. But a lot of people who they are seemingly on fire, and then the persecution and the attacks come, and and they allow those things to kind of take them off their guard, yeah, knock them down off of their spiritual high horse, and then you know it's like. Well, and and sadly, a lot of a lot of times, a lot of people have situations like that, and they're like, "Well, you know, I went through this situation, and where was God? God wasn't there for me." Yeah. So I, I just don't. And that that's a sad situation. And we was talking before we came on, and I remember when I first got saved. Man, I remember that day. 
20 years ago and it's like man i was i, I knew i knew something had changed in me right mm-hmm. and for two or three weeks man i was just up here man i'm I'm digging in the word i'm i've just got saved so i'm like trying to dig into the word but there's really nobody there to help me like mentor, guide, yeah. mentor. <clears throat> and man and that's when i guess maybe that's why i really I really enjoy our talks, just you and I, even yeah. if it's just me and you, we're talking about, we're talking about the word or our relationships or whatever, but I never really had anybody to help. Hey, you struggling? Let me tell you, people being real. Now I had right. religious people in yeah. my life, yeah. you know, give me religious views and stuff like that. But well, brother, you're not, pray- you're not praying a full hour well, every day. Yeah. You're, you know, yeah, you're not perfect in that. It's okay, brother. And you know, just things <laughs> like this, you know, and, and I look back on that and say, man, it, and basically when I got saved and man, just kind of went into the ministry work, like children's church and just started working. Yeah. You got to work. You yeah. know, it's really, you got to start doing something for the Lord now. Like, I'm just got saved. I mean, I, what do I do? Mm-hmm. I mean, how do I go about doing this? How do I, Lord, I, I don't really understand your word. I don't right. have any, nobody was there to help mentor, you know? So that's why I really enjoy, I enjoy this podcast more now so than ever before. Yeah. You know, it's just, because now I, I see, even working with the youth, it's like, that's what I, that's what, I, that's where our heart is. It's like, man, I just listen, we plant Jesus grows. Yeah. So I just want to help them. You talked about last night. Let them find their calling mm-hmm. and who they are in Christ and help guide them. Let them that way they go out and man, teach other teach others about Jesus. And the one thing I like about what we've always done is whether who whoever's preaching, whether it's you or me or whoever's up there, and we're like, Is there any questions for you? Yeah. Any, any thoughts, comments? Because we'd rather have people go. We'd rather have people ask questions and just walk out. Well, what did that guy just talk about? Yeah, exactly. And that's what I like. We we've been doing that for years. Yeah, so instead of us just preaching at them or preaching the Bible, and it's like, okay, y'all have a great day. Yeah, we it's like, okay, let's open the floor for discussion. You know, there's so many who there's so many who go to church and. They go in and they listen to a preacher preach, and, and then they have questions or have absolutely no clue what he is talking about. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, let's just be honest. Some of this stuff is over our head, especially uh, if you're just a baby Christian right. or, or not a Christian at all. You know, if you're just... If you are just getting into the place where you are just uh, starting to want to seek the Lord, you know, some of this stuff can be over your head. And so you're not thinking through the spiritual mind. You're thinking through the natural mind. Right. And so, you know, the Bible is clear. It says that the natural man cannot understand the things of God. They are foolishness to him. You know, so if you are thinking in the natural, a lot of this stuff's not going to make a whole lot of sense to you. Um. So, yeah, it's it's a joy for me to open up discussion at the end of of messages and ask for questions and input. And, you know, because, you know, a lot of times I know that here in America, we have a structure. 
Right. And, you know, in in most American churches, there is a structure of, you know, you go in and you have, you know, I don't know, three, four, five songs. You know, sometimes it's even down to, well, we'll do we'll do three slow songs and three fast songs and then we'll do an offering and then, you know, we'll do another song and then we'll do announcements and then we'll do. Uh, you know, 20, 30 minutes of preaching and then we'll do a five minute altar service and then we get out the door and, and beat the other churches to the restaurant. Yeah. And so <clears throat> we've not, we're not like that. You know, I'm, I actually have a disdain for that American church model because it, it's not biblical. And so, you know, I know a lot of people when they come into our services or preaching somewhere else, whatever, and, you know, we go through a message or whatever, and then we, all right, anybody got any questions, thoughts, or comments? And they're like, what? Yeah. No, but they're not used to the whoever's standing behind the pulpit, you know, saying, okay, now it's time for your input. Now it's time, if there was anything that you didn't understand, you know, let's ask questions. Let's have an open discussion in front of the whole church here. Yeah. You know, and it, it kind of turns into like a Bible study discussion. Yeah. And I know some people are like, "Well, this is just not normal." I mean, I want to hear my my three fast songs, three three fast songs, three slow songs, twenty minute sermon, five minute altar call, and get out just so I can check this off my list. Yeah. But you know, for me personally, I care more about uh, watching people grow in the understanding of who they are in Christ than I care about having a, a timed out service, you know, uh, making sure that we only go an hour and a half right? or making sure that, you know, I've got five points in my message or 12 points or three points or whatever. I care much more about watching the body of Christ grow than I care about things being normal. Right. Yeah. You know, I've actually been in a few churches where say, say they'll have the sound system, then they'll have a clock and back of the sound system and the guy's preaching. So they'll like set 30 minutes. Right. So he's got 30 minutes. I mean, I've seen it count now. I'm like, what are we doing here? We're putting a time limit. Yeah. Well, if God wants to work 45 minutes to 30 minutes. Right. And you shut him off at 30 minutes. And I just, oh man, I'm with you. It just, it just burns me up. We put time limits on pretty much everything we try to do, right? Right. But when we try to do that with the Lord, okay, uh, give me an hour a day instead of 30 minutes. You know, I understand some, some people are, you know, they're being filmed for TV, so they have a certain time slot. And I, I don't know that I could ever do that. I am not good with time limits. It's like the, you know, I know it's a, a normal thing in churches today to have three or four different services on mm -hmm. Sunday morning. Right. And I don't know, I've never, <clears throat> I've never actually went to multiple services at the same church. So I don't know if, you know, the pastor's sitting up there reading off of the piece of paper or, you know, right. going over it. 
I know for a fact that I could not preach the exact same message, uh, you know, service after service. I don't know how that's done. That's that's beyond me. And that's, you know, I, I've never, never tried it, never wanted to. Uh, but it, it's I'm just not a I'm not a time limit kind of guy. Right. And so um, I know that that's a normal thing these days. But for me. I have seen too many times when you just let the Lord move and you just let him. I mean, so at church, a lot of times, you know, we will, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes, however long the Lord leads, you know, me to preach. And then I'll ask people if there's any questions and somebody will ask a question. Yep. And that'll spark something in somebody else's mind. And they'll they'll start commenting or asking a question about this or that. And so sometimes we have another 30, 45 minutes or an hour discussion after the initial message is over. Right. You know, just talking about things that people had questions about and discussing. And I think that's good. I think it's I think it is helpful uh, to the body of Christ. Um, much more than because I remember as a kid, a lot of times, you know, looking up at the preacher and being like, man, this dude looks like he's got it all together. Looks like his life is perfect. Yeah. And I don't think I can, um, I don't think I can live up to that standard, number one. And I just, I don't know what in the world he was talking about. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been there several times, man. Especially when I first got saved, and like I talked about, the first couple of weeks are great, and then you know, kept, I kept going to church, and I'm like, man, this guy's got it all together. I definitely can't live up to that expectation mm-hmm. in my mind. That's I mean, that's the way it was coming across. But there's nobody there to, hey, I'm a real person. I struggle with real things. Yes, I, and they don't want to preach about real things anymore. They just want to. You talked about last night. They want to give you just enough truth. Yep, and things to. Okay, that's it. That's the gospel. No, they just want to give you enough to keep you listening or to keep you watching or whatever. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. What? Discipleship. It is so important for us to to do this. But what are some ways that we can... You and I help each other. I mean, you help me right. just by sending me a text or just whatever, you know. Uh, but what are some other ways that we can, you know, we can, and I understand we can't disciple everybody. Some people just, you know, they just don't care pretty much. They'll get saved and think that's enough or think that's it. But man, the Lord really wants a relationship with you, you know. You know, I heard somebody say one time, and this goes back to, you know, about your situation. You know, you tried reading and, and everything and tried taking in as much of the word and, and as yeah. much church and everything. Uh, but you didn't have mentors to guide you. I believe that, that having spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers is a very important thing. Mm. And that don't necessarily have anything to do with age. Right. You know, you, you can have a, somebody who's spiritually mature at 25 and, and they can, they can be a spiritual father to somebody who's 35, 45, 55. You know, it, that's, it don't really have anything to do with age. It's about, it's about spiritual maturity and helping somebody grow and, and guiding them. Um, but we do 
need to have mentors in our life. But also, I would just question a lot of people. And I heard somebody say this one time, and it, it stuck with me. He said, no matter how good your discipleship program is, you're not going to be able to disciple someone who doesn't want to be discipled. Right. And no matter how horrible your discipleship program is, you're not going to be able to stop someone from being discipled who wants to be discipled. Right, that's good. You know, and so if they've got that fire and that desire, you know, they're going to find ways to be filling themselves with the word. They're going to seek out mentors and it may take them. It may take them a while. You know, I mean, me and you, we've been friends for several years, but as far as, you know, us having people, you know, that, like mentoring us that we can go to and say, Hey, you know, I mean, it took a while because I was in the same boat. Yeah. You know, I had a fire that yeah. was just unquenchable and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to dig in and I'm going to go after God with everything in me, you know, but in, in those early years, it would have been really nice having somebody saying, you know, that you can call up and be like, Hey, you know, I got a question. Right. <clears throat> And so a lot of people don't have that. But if they have a fire and a desire to grow in their their relationship and, and their identity in Christ, you're not going to stop them. Um, but some people are like these who, you know, the seed fell to the wayside or the seed fell on the stony ground where they got a little bit, but... Maybe they were going through something at the time. You hear of this a lot. Uh, some people call it jailhouse religion. You know, maybe they're going through a tough time or maybe maybe they're even in jail. You know, whatever their situation is. And then once they get through that, yeah, they're like, oh, well, I'm good. I don't need God anymore. I don't need church anymore. I don't need believers surrounding yeah. me anymore. I, I'm good. Uh, you know, God come out like my magic genie and granted me my wishes. And now I can go on yeah. about living my life. And so you have people like that. And that's just uh, that's unfortunate. But those who who have a fire from the beginning, you know, they might go through tough times. They might go through me and you've been open about our seasons where, you know, we both battled uh, anxiety and depression, you know, for a certain season. And so they may go through things, but you're not going to stop them from growing in the Lord. Somebody who has that fire and that desire to grow, they're going to find a way to grow. Oh, yeah, for sure. And man, I just. It's really heartbreaking at times when you see a, a new Christian and man, they're so on fire for the Lord, but then they don't. And some of them do have a desire and some of them don't, you know, like you talked about. But just getting, just watching them fall by the wayside. I mean, we see it all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we know people. You, you're just trying to pour into them and they just laugh or whatever. Just, you know, they're focused more on doing their own thing or whatever it may be, whatever they're going through at that time. And man, we're not, we don't know everything, no. you know, 
Bible tells us to always remain teachable. He actually talks about it in here as well. And so we, I don't have all the answers to the questions. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if you don't, but it's also okay to ask questions if you don't understand. And don't we talk about this the last few weeks? Don't worry about, we call it levels. Yeah. We don't like using that word, but it just fits in that, what we're talking about. Don't worry about what level you think you should be on or what, you're, what level you're not on. We're here to help each other grow. And that's yes. what that's what discipleship is. That way you can go out. First of all, you need to know who Jesus is, right? We talked about it in the beginning. And then you can go out and grow Christians. Mm-hmm. Help them grow. Now, Jesus, we plant the seeds, but, you know, the Spirit helps them grow. But you're planting them seeds where they're not just feel like, hey, I'm, man, I just don't really understand. And it's okay if you don't understand, you know. Yeah. You know, you talk about levels. Yeah, and, I, and I used to, I used to be big, you know, and I used to preach it, and I used to, I used to talk about it, and there, to a certain extent, there is some truth to it. But I think when you come from, which most of us do, come from hearing it from religious teaching, mm-hmm. you know, you think, oh man, I can't measure up, and so you know, some of the greatest. Words that I have heard recently, you know, from different preachers that I'm listening to and, and mentors in my life is, is is stop the striving. Stop. Um, you know, religion is like a treadmill. Yeah. You know, you're running, but you're not going anywhere. Right. And so that's how religion is. It, it gives you all of these rules and, and do's and don'ts. And and if you go this direction, don't go this direction and blah, blah, blah. But you're constantly running and working and working and working and you're not getting anywhere. And when you come into cultivating your personal relationship and union with Jesus, you understand, you you get to a place where you understand, wait a minute, you know, you talked about coming, uh, you know, getting saved and pretty much going straight into children's ministry. Yeah. And there's so many who do that and, and their work uh, in the church or, or as a believer turns into an obligation. They get burned out and everything. Yeah. So many people are working, but they're working from a place of striving instead of working from a place of rest. Yeah. Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. And it's good to work for the Lord. It's good to work in whatever calling he's placed you in. But if you're working from a place of striving, you know, a place of religion, then you feel like you're climbing that spiritual ladder of success and there's actually no such thing. Right. And but if you if you come to that place where wait a minute, Jesus has already finished it all. He's already done all of this for me. I start at whole. I start at perfect. I start at holy and righteous and pure. I'm not working my way to those things. I start there. Yeah. When you get that in your heart and you keep renewing your mind with those truths, it helps you because you're no longer working from a place of striving. You're working from a place of rest. 
and Jesus gives you rest, but when you're truly resting in Christ, you will be doing more for God than you ever did through religion. But it's the power of the Holy Spirit working through you and not you trying to do it in your own uh, power. Right. And, and so, so it's, it's very important for us to stop striving and stop trying and, and we just rest in him. And I believe that discipleship, I believe that, that Christians would grow so to, to such a greater degree if they start working from a place of rest, if they start living their Christian life from a place of rest. Because when you're resting in the finished work of Christ and you realize it's already all done, God's already got this thing all mapped out, all you've got to do is seek Him and let Him lead you. It's not about, oh, am I on the same, quote, level as that person over there? Or, you know, or am I, am I doing, am I, am I adding up? Am I, am I, what's the word that I'm looking for? Am I uh, measuring up? with that person over there? Am I measuring up with my spouse? Am I measuring up with my friend? It's not about that. It's God's got you right where he wants you. And sometimes if we would just get out of the way, that's it. <laughs> yeah. if, if we would get out of the way, we would see ourselves sore. Yeah. We talked about this last night when he was preaching, you know, and what we talk about, we always open the, for the floor for discussion. And there's always somebody or mm-hmm. someone that man, we could be there. Like you said, another 45 minutes to an hour and just, it just becomes we're helping each other or we're, you know, whatever it is. Some people are dealing with stuff. Some people are, you know, uh, some people's asked us questions and we prayed about it and we're like, okay, let's see what the church has. Hey, can you, we, you know, question was asked last night mm-hmm. and the church just started, you know, uh, giving us scripture and, you know, telling us, giving us their opinions and uh, things like that. And it really helped us because we could ask a lot of questions, you know, during the youth. I mean, I don't know the answers to all these questions, you know. Yeah. But I try to take them to the word. And then sometimes it was like, okay, let's pray on this and we'll get back. Yeah. Because right away you don't think of anything that could really help them. And, and so last night really helped us just, you know. That's what I like about it. more churches should should do that, man. Just don't worry about setting a time limit and all this stuff, man. We need to help. We need to help each other grow, mm-hmm. you know, and help help us along this walk. Because some of us need more help than others. Let's be honest. Yeah. And there's sometimes where you try to help people, and it becomes a hindrance. Right. You you know you're trying to. I don't want to say try, but you're just, you know, you're reaching out to them. And sometimes they respond, sometimes they don't. And sometimes it's when it becomes a distraction, when, if you put anything before the Lord, it's a distraction, right? So mm-hmm. sometimes it can become a hindrance to you spiritually. Yeah. Sometimes you just got, okay, Lord, I just give it to you. It's it's you now. I planted the seeds. You, you got to make it grow. If it's going to grow, it's going to be you. And that's yeah. the way it always is. You know, we plant, he grows. So if you have somebody, we we both been there, you know, uh, like we try to reach out and felt like the Lord was telling us, give them a word or, you know, give them a scripture. And for whatever reason, they just want to, 
ignored or just try to do it on their own and it becomes a distraction. It has for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, all right, it's yours, Lord. I was, yeah, I've done what you told me to do. It's, it's got to be you now. Yeah. And we've just let it go. We've talked about keep that. Keep praying, of course. Right. Of course, I keep praying for them, but it just, sometimes you just got to, you know. Yeah. We've, we've talked about that before. I know that, you know, there's been several in my life, several in your life, and I believe this probably goes for every Christian. Yeah. You know, you have friends or people who come into your life who, you know, they want advice. They they want you to point them toward the Lord. And you, you plant those seeds and you think you're doing a great job. And this is where it could get difficult for, for mentors, for, for leaders, and even for just Christians who are trying to help people out. Because I know I took it really rough uh, early in my Christian walk where I had several friends uh, come to me and they were, you know, they asking questions about the Lord. And many of them even, you know, they start coming to church, man, they're they're doing great. And it, some of them even, you know, a year or two, whatever, you know, and doing awesome. And then they just, they just walk away. You know, these the cares of life just got to them and, and, or they just decided, well, you know what? I, I would rather go and, and do this instead of going to church. And, and, you know, you start getting out of that routine, you know, and sometimes it's, well, you know, well, I don't feel like reading my Bible. I don't feel like this. I don't feel like, yeah. So I know I took it hard with several different people who I had poured into and and thought that I had really helped, and then to watch them turn away, and you know, like you was talking about about it becoming a distraction because it did, and I'm I'm like reaching out to them constantly. I'm like, hey, it will, hey, yeah. you know, hey, and I'm trying to pull them, trying to pull them, trying to pull them back, and I'm like, hey, you know, Jesus loves you. Don't run. Come here. Come here. Come here. You know. Yeah. And and one of the things that the Lord has told me about several different people, and it. It pains you to hear this from the Lord is leave them alone. Let me deal with them. Yeah. And you know, when, when they, when you come to that place, uh, you never know what is going to end up being the outcome. I've seen some of them who have strayed so far away that they're just, I mean, their, their lives are in shambles today. And then some, they, you know, hit some hard trials and then, it makes them repent and turn and run right back to the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, but sometimes we do, uh, you know, we're called to pour into people and plant seeds, but God's the one who gives the increase. Yes. And so we can't put all the pressure on ourselves to keep pulling people. Right. You know, yeah. and, and that's, you know, that was something that I struggled with early as a preacher. You know, if I, I would give an altar call and nobody would respond, you know, I felt horrible. I was like, well, I must have not a that must not have been as good of a message as I thought it was. Right. You know, but it, it's not about that. And I and looking back now over, I guess, nearly 10 years or whatever of preaching, there's been many, many times where nobody's responded to the altar call. Uh and in that moment, I was thinking, man, 
I must have really stunk it up, or you know. Yeah. But that that goes back to me depending on myself and not the Holy Spirit. It, yeah. But then I've heard throughout the years, man. You know, I remember when you preached this one message, and man, that always stuck with me. And so it's like, oh well, they didn't respond right at that time, but those seeds were planted, you know. And so we've got to not put in, put so much pressure on ourselves, and we've got to understand that it's the Lord who does the work. You know, yeah. so quit burdening ourselves by trying to pull people along and, and just let him, you know, do the work. That's it. You know, in our flesh, we want to see results right then. Yeah. We think we need to we need to see it, what the Lord's doing. Sometimes it's months, years later, like you said, hey, man, I remember that time. There's times I look back, man, I remember the time preach. that really stuck with me. I still think about things like that, man. Yeah. What the preacher said at that moment, whoever it was, it's like, man. That still sticks with me today. But, you know, we want to, our flesh wants us to, we got to see it now. We get, we get in that mindset sometimes. We're like, well, we need to see results right now. You know? Right. That's a, that's tough. It's tough because I, you know, I've been there plenty of times and thankfully it's, it's some of those, it's some of those lessons that I'm learning now in your identity. You know, yeah. you're in Christ and Christ is in you. Um, you don't, you're not earning brownie points with God whenever you preach a message and, you know, the altar fills up. Right. You know, you you have just as much favor with God if you preach a message and everybody walks out the back door as you do if you preach a message and the altar's filled. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's learning in 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 the time that we're in now and in this this season of really coming into the understanding of our our righteousness in Christ is this is not based on my grade card. This is based on what he's done. And as long as I trust him and I rest in what he's done, I'm going to grow. Yep. You know, I'm I'm going to continue to have more and more revealed to me about how righteous I am in Christ. You know, and so there's there's so much work and so much striving out there and it gets in the way of your peace. And it gets in the, it really gets in God's way. Because we're wanting to see those results. Yeah. We're wanting to see those people back in church. We're wanting to see those people back on fire for God. But you can't do it. And if you do it, then it's not going to stick. You know, you can try to guilt trip people all you want to. Oh, yeah. You know, in into going to church or into coming back to the Lord. And they might try to uh, appease you for a little bit. But... If it's not the Lord drawing them, it's useless. Yeah, that's right. It's good stuff, man. Yes, sir. Well, what you got? Man, we could, I don't know, man. This, I would encourage everybody to go read. You probably read it a million times. Just go back and read chapter 13 of Matthew and just, I mean, we can go on, we can go into deeper into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, It's just so important to have that relationship with the Lord and know 
man, when you when you study, when you pray, when you're in a Bible study, when you're whatever you whatever it is, man, you're growing that relationship with Him. You're praising, you're growing that relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about you're, you're giving, you're worshiping, you're you know you're giving all that stuff. It's just helping you grow. Yeah. And the more you grow, the more you can help somebody else. You know. Right. Hey, brother, I've been there. We do. We we say it all the time. I've been there, brother. I've been there, sister. I've been through that. Just went through that. You and I went through the same stuff. Been there. Yeah. That's how we help each other, man. That's that's just discipleship. Right. And I, I would say keep it simple. Don't make just don't make this thing so complicated. <laughs> we we try to make things over religious or whatever you want to call it. Just keep it simple. It is simple. Your everyday life is a ministry. Yes. Everything you do, your actions, your your reactions. Uh, I just think this past week at work, the last I worked two two nights last week, and it was like the worst two nights ever. I just fell in my in my, at work, my work life, you know. Right. I was so frustrated, and people could tell, and they're like, "Man, you're always so calm. Why?" You? <laughs> I, I just let it get to me, you know. It's like, and the Lord was telling me the whole time, "Hey, this ain't this ain't who you are." Right. And he, I mean, he. He convicted me both nights. It's like he's telling me the people see they, they know how you are. They see how you've handled situations. Mm-hmm. I didn't handle it too well the last two, you know, those last two nights. But that's just uh, that's just growing. That's just yeah. me growing in my relationship with the Lord. Every day we're growing. I always remain teachable. Right. You know, he's always teaching it's me. Huge. Every that's day. huge. Remain teachable in in life. Yeah. You know, and especially in your walk with the Lord. You know, it's uh, that's that's so 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 important. When you, I, I tell you know trainees this in wrestling. When you get to the place where you feel like you know it all, yeah, you need to get out because you're about to get hurt. Yeah, you know, and so we've always got learning to do. Yes, you know, especially as believers. Um, you know, First Corinthians thirteen says, you know that there'll come a time that we'll know as we're known, yeah. you know? And, and so, you know, we'll know a lot more when we're face to face with Jesus than we do right now. Yeah. But right now we see in part. Yeah. And, and so, um, you know, it's important to, to know that he's got everything mapped out. If we just kick back and we just ride this ride that he's got us on, and that don't mean, you know, I was talking about resting a minute ago. Resting don't mean being lazy. Right. You know, if if you say that you're resting in Christ, but you are doing nothing. Nothing. And I, I'm not saying, you know, because everybody's not called to preach behind a pulpit. Everybody's not called to be a missionary. Everybody's not called to to lead uh, youth groups or, or whatever. Um, but... If you're a born again believer, your life, like you just said, your life should be preaching. Yeah. To everybody around you at your at your job or wherever you're at. So if you claim to be resting in Christ, yet you are your life is not showing the fruit of the Spirit, yeah. then you're not truly resting in Christ. You're just being lazy. Yeah. And so, you know, we're all uh called to be preachers of the gospel. You know, it, it don't necessarily mean you're behind a pulpit. Yeah. Your life 
should be preaching every day. And for most people, uh, you know, on your job or wherever you are, that's where you're going to reach the most people. Yeah. Because a lot of those people ain't coming in the church. That's right. You know, so it's important for us to. Yeah, that's that's what I realized last week. You know, it was, it was nothing serious or anything. It's just little things added up during the work. You know, the schedule, or whatever. And I said conviction. That's what it was. I know the difference between conviction and condemnation. Mm-hmm. Conviction is telling me, "Hey, that's not who you are." Right. They know. They know that's not who you are. So I says, "Calm down. Listen to me. Keep doing. You know, do what you always done." Yeah. Follow the Holy Spirit. And so it just come to that. And so I had to go, you know, I felt like, hey, I'm sorry for, not that anybody said anything, but for me, I had to apologize because I just felt like, hey, I'm sorry for the last two nights. It's just, everything just kind of got overwhelming for everybody. So yeah. it's like, but I realized some of my best preaching is at work, man. That's I don't got to say a word. Just That's my, it. Just my just reactions. Live my your actions. life, Yes. Hey, I'm praying for you, whatever. Hey, appreciate it. Hey, will you pray for me? People come and pray for me. Yeah. Yeah, sure will. Sure will. Yeah. Sometimes you're the only Bible that people are ever going to read. So. Yeah, it's all, all the glories to him, brother. It just, it's just who, it's just who we are now. It's just, that's who's Christ. He's in us, so we, uh, I mean, if you if you ask me to pray, I'm gonna pray for you. If you want the truth, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you biblical truth. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, as you will too. Amen. All right. Well, I I feel it's good, man. It's good stuff. <laughs> Always a joy. Uh, it is. I I really enjoy doing the podcast, and you know we've become like a. Well, we've always been family, but I'm talking about like a wrestling for the faith family. Yeah. You know, instead of instead of it just being about me or just about me and Chad or just about me and you or just about, you know, now, you know, we're it's kind of like a it's we're just kind of a wrestling for the faith family. You never know really who's going to be on here. You know, sometimes it might be me and Chad. Sometimes it might be me and you. Sometimes it might be us and our wives. Sometimes, you know, us and Jason Justice. You know, Lord, you, you know, sometimes we get the uh, Nikita Koloffs and and Lodies and and other people. You know, right. so yeah. it, we're just a we're just this podcast has evolved into what it is today, yes. and it, it's not about a certain person or persons. It, it's just about you know people coming on here that share the same uh love for the lord and and want to just have conversations right about the gospel and i love these are just such these are so helpful because when you're truly when you're truly a believer and especially if you're called to to ministry uh or or sorry every born again believer is is called to ministry sorry but if you are if you're a if you're a preacher and you're filled with with words this is a great outlet yeah you know mm-hmm. and you're teaching yourself as you're talking oh yeah you know there's so many times that I've listened back to the podcast i mean it's just like preaching a message in at a at a church yeah you know a lot of times the holy spirit takes over and i don't even really know what i'm saying 
you know, uh, and I go back and listen, I'm like, oh, wow, that was a great nugget. I need to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, man. But I love it. And uh, let's see. If you're out our way, uh, if you're in the Cleveland, Tennessee area or would you would like to come and visit, uh, we invite you to come join us at Christian Outreach. Um, the Lord is doing great things, and I'm I'm very uh I'm I'm blessed with what the Lord is doing in our midst. The address is 205 Rabbit Valley Road, Cleveland, Tennessee. Uh, and we we have Sunday evening service at 6 p.m., Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. And, and there's a there's a worship service uh, with the adults and there's the youth group. So, you know, if you've got you've got teenage kids. Uh, you know, we'd love to have them. Um, Brandon and Dana do a great job pouring into them and and helping them. Um, and also, uh, we are starting a life recovery group that's on Monday evenings at 7 p.m. And that's not just, you know, when we think of that, a lot of people just think yeah. of, of uh, they just think of addiction, you know, drug addiction right. or alcoholism. Yeah. And that's not necessarily what this is all about. It, it it is, but it's it's more than just those kind of addictions. I mean, food addiction, depression, anxiety, yeah. whatever your struggle is. You know, we've all been through struggles. We all go through struggles. Um, so it's just about getting together with like-minded people and, and growing closer to the Lord. So, that's it, man. you know, uh, any of these services. Uh, we would love to have you come and uh, come and be with us, come worship with us, and uh, just fellowship with us. So, you got anything else? Uh, no, just bless, brother. Uh, we love y'all, and hope something we say is a blessing to you. And just man, just be Christ, just be like Christ. Amen. Amen. If you have any questions, thoughts, comments, prayer requests, praise reports, or topics that you would like for us to discuss here on the podcast, uh, you can email us at wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. We love you. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at Real Casey Cage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith.